it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Yeah, it sure is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Special announcement. It's Friday! I always got to play that even though, man, it, what a crazy Friday it is. There's so... It, usually what happened in the old days before, you know, Trump, there was no big news on Friday. Friday was like the slow and easy day and that's when we all just kind of like, you know, summed up the week at hand and that kind of thing. And now Friday is, uh, you know, for whatever reason, just chock full of new bad news. Like what happened yesterday in Annapolis, Maryland at the Capitol, uh, which is a, uh, you know, a smaller paper there in Annapolis. It's owned by the Baltimore Sun. And by now, you know, there were five people killed. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the scariest things about that that happens is as soon as as soon as there's a, a newspaper, any media organization that, that gets targeted, whether it's by somebody, uh, you know, who had a vendetta, a personal vendetta against them, which is what we're learning now. Other news and media organizations all over the country react. And so I get an email last night saying we're going to have we're going to boost our security uh, tomorrow. So you will see a boosted security presence at the radio and TV stations. Then, of course, I pulled in here at like four in the morning and it was a big empty parking lot. I didn't see anybody, but I felt, you know, I felt about as safe as I usually do because because I, I protect myself, and I will say no more about that. Uh, you know, and so there's that story which we're covering. And then, of course, on top of all that, uh, you know, Michael Moore goes crazy on television again. And in, in spite of the fact that there's violence against people in the media and violence against Americans, he goes on television and calls for more violence against Americans. And we'll play you some of those clips as well. If, if that weren't as if that weren't there's also uh, a big debate yesterday between the two Republicans who want to take Rick Scott's place as the governor of the state of Florida. And that's a really important event. But, of course, it was overshadowed. A lot of people uh, were, you know, we're getting updated on the news out of Annapolis. Uh, you know, some people, there was a ball game last night. I myself had to go to a grand opening at the new office Evolution, which was very exciting. Uh, and But it's important because the state of Florida needs a new chief executive. And we're about to choose one who's never held the job. Rick Scott's terms are, are always limited. He's going to go off and take Bill Nelson's seat in the Senate, thank God. So now we got Ron DeSantis, you got Putnam, and this big debate, which aired live here on News 104.5 WOKV. If you missed it, uh, I mean, there's no excuse. You could have downloaded it on the app, whatever. I mean, again, I didn't hear it myself either, but I did get the highlights. Um, but what I wanted to know was, you know, really, because here's what you need to know when there's any a debate like this. You don't need to know necessarily the specifics of what was said. What you need to know is who won the debate and why. And luckily, we have open mics to uh, we have open mics. So I just came in here today before I even knew anything at all about the debate or before I even heard one clip. I was just like, hey, what are the people saying? One of the huge deciders for me was that Adam Putman could not rebut that he is against E-Verify in Florida. That is one of the best ways to keep illegals from taking Americans' jobs. All right, so Adam Putnam, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mark against him, according to that dude. Adam Putnam has done nothing as Commissioner of Agriculture to address the issue of abandoned citrus groves, which are breeding grounds for the insects that vector the fatal citrus disease, HLV, also known as citrus greening. 
Look at that. So Adam Putnam, as commissioner of agriculture, has done nothing, apparently, to help citrus green and the spread of it in the abandoned citrus farm. This is stuff I never knew of. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know a lot about Adam Putnam, but the fact that he's letting the abandoned citrus groves spread these diseases doesn't, yeah, it's another mark against him. This is an easy one for me. Ron DeSantis won that debate. He is so much more passionate and honest, and I would vote for him any day over Adam Putnam. Passion and honesty. That seems to be uh, the passion and honesty. The two. In the, and who else do we know that won an election recently uh, who people described as passionate and honest? I actually contributed to Adam Putnam's campaign. But after last night's debate, I just found DeSantis to be much more genuine. Putnam was very polished and very um, adept at redirecting and addressing a question in a manner that suited his talking points and DeSantis was very open and very uh, succinct and very on point with the actual questions that were being asked. So here's a lady who donated to Adam Putnam, watched the debate or listened to it and is now like, you know what, I actually think Ron DeSantis won. I wonder if she can get a money back uh, money back guarantee. Do they give refunds to campaign um, contributions like if you change your mind if you're like hey I know I gave you 20 bucks for your campaign but I don't like you anymore can you send that back to me <laughs> thanks <laughs> if anybody knows the answer to that 340-1045 because I guarantee there's there's some losers I donated to in the past that that uh, well never mind find their donor list and find out where their money is coming from for their campaign then you'll know where the candidate stands no matter what he says Amen, sister. Uh, do me a favor. Get on that for me. And as soon as you've compiled that list of donors, please send that here and I will read that on the air. Uh, I appreciate that. When I went in, I began as a supporter for Mr. Putnam and I ended as a supporter of Ron DeSantis. See, there you go. So and so debates matter. You know, debates matter. If you have a debate and you're running for office and you uh, and you skip it, <laughs> like, like like Crowley did in New York, it matters. It can actually change people's minds. Here's a woman who was all set, ready, gung ho to vote for Adam Putnam. Watch the debate, listen to the debate on news uh, to the debate on News 104.5 WOKV probably, and now she's all about Ron DeSantis. Um, and we've got and we've got a long way to go. There's going to be another debate right here in Jacksonville. So if you uh, if you missed the one yesterday, don't worry. We will have uh, somebody. Somebody will watch it, and they'll hopefully send us an open mic message using uh, our free mobile app available in the Apple iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. So you had that going on. Then, it, it, before the shooting in Annapolis, which again dominated the news, uh, it, there was this hearing on Capitol Hill about the Mueller probe. And the the... The boiling point, I believe, was hit finally by Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy, who everybody, everybody's all about Trey Gowdy. He's leaving. That's a, that's a travesty. We should double his salary. We should offer him a, a company car. We should give him, you know, his own play, whatever he needs to stay because the guy's a fighter. The guy's fair. The guy's honest. The guy's from South Carolina. And I haven't met somebody. I've never met somebody from South Carolina I didn't like. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so, and he gets in there and he basically sums up what everyone else in America is thinking. He's, he's talking, he's, he's grilling Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein, who is in charge of the Mueller probe. He's the one that, that, you know, set Mueller out into the world, wrote the memo giving Mueller these apparent, apparent just, um, you know, just omnipresent powers to do and investigate whatever he wants. And now he's the one who's saying, hey, I can't recuse myself. We don't know when this is going to be over. We're working on it. By the way, in the, you should have fired John, uh, Jim Comey. And Jim Comey was the problem. And I told the president that. 
that. And when the president fired Jim Comey, that's when the investigation started. So the whole thing doesn't really make sense. But here's what Trey Gowdy said uh, about the Mueller probe yesterday to Rod Rosenstein. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Present it to the grand damn jury. I I think, and I would like to petition Congress to change officially the name to the damn, was it the grand, hold on, was it the grand damn? If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. The damn grand jury. We need somebody, Some if there's a congressperson listening right now, you need to put forth a bill on the floor of the United States Congress to permanently change the name from the grand jury to the damn grand jury. Call it the Trey Gowdy bill, the Trey Gowdy amendment, whatever it has to be. But that is just, it is it has gotten to that point where you've got Trey Gowdy cursing at Rod Rosenstein in this hearing. Because if there's evidence, we need to see. What are you hiding it from? We've seen the bias. We've seen the bias. We need to see the evidence. But the best part, the best part was when Trey Gowdy looked at Rod Rosenstein and basically gave him this directive. Whatever you got, finish it the hell up. Because this country is being torn apart. Finish it the hell up. That, my friends, is the quote of the week. That's the quote of the week. We got to take a quick break. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Michael Moore and the, and the, idi- I mean, they're really, if there's a, if there's a war, it's going to be because of Michael Moore. It's going to be because of Maxine Waters. If there's any more people hurt on any side of the aisle, if there's any more Republicans shot at baseball games, if there's any more news people injured on the job or killed on the job, if there's any more uh, mobs beating up people in little red hats, it's because of Michael Moore and Maxine Waters. And we'll explain more on that here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We got some of your phone calls coming up next. you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. So I, uh, just, I just came. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I like that clip. I like it a lot. Uh, it was, I just oh. Josh and I were talking over the break, and we're going to we're going to create a segment and we're going to call it the damn grand jury. And we're, that's all we know for right now. We're gonna, we haven't figured out anything else. We don't know like the details or what it's gonna be or even it's gonna be entertaining or something you wanna listen to, but it's gonna give us an opportunity to use that clip every week. Um, so look forward to, ne- not next week cause well, I'm away. But what the week after, the damn grand jury uh, will be will become a regular segment. Hopefully, uh, hopefully here on the Mark K show. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it just, it just, you know. It just goes. It just makes sense, and I thank, thank, thankfully, somebody's finally saying it. Unfortunately, it's Trey Gowdy who's leaving, and maybe that's why he's saying it. Maybe it's Trey Gowdy who can look at Rod Rosenstein and just say what everyone else is thinking. Finish it the hell up. I mean, maybe it's because you're leaving. You know, like when you're you got it's your last day on the job. You're like, okay, hey, listen, thanks for the cake, thanks for the watch, thanks for the thirty years. Now I'm going to tell you people what I really friggin' think about you because I ain't never going to see any of you again. Finish it the hell up. You know, it's like Andrew Kennedy. 
uh, or Anthony Kennedy, rather. I don't know who Andrew Kennedy is, but Anthony Kennedy. It's like him. He's like, you know what? I'm going to leave now. And no matter what you thought about me, no matter whether you couldn't figure out if I was a swing vote, whether I was a conservative, whether I was a Democrat, whether I was a liberal justice or a, or a, a Republican, you couldn't figure that out for 30 years. But here's what I'm doing. I'm leaving now in the one small window of time between when Donald Trump can replace me and the Senate can confirm me uh, with a with a with anyone of their choice. And I know it's going to be somebody who is highly conservative and will maintain the conservative bent of the bench. So now we know exactly we know exactly what Anthony Kennedy always uh, always it was and is today. Finish it the hell up. All right. So speaking of which, by the way, the debate yesterday, I got this from an anonymous um uh, from an anonymous source, they, they they said the debate yesterday between Ron DeSantis and Adam Putnam was basically I love Trump more than him and I love Florida more than him. I'm guessing Ron DeSantis was the one who likes Trump more and Adam Putnam was the one who likes Florida more. And I sat and I thought about that. And while I believe that that is a really concise and well thought out uh, representation of the of the debate again. I didn't listen to it myself, but I believe that's a, that's probably true. Knowing what I know about Ron DeSantis, knowing what I know about Adam Putnam, watching their campaigns so far, seeing what their speeches are like, watching even their ad. Florida born, fifth Floridian. I'm alive. I was raised in Florida, educated. I'm the agricultural chief executive of the state of Florida. Florida first. You know, he's running on the Florida first campaign, whereas Ron DeSantis has the full backing and support of President Donald Trump, who carried the state in 2016. And every time Donald Trump stepped foot in Florida, a state that he claims is his second home because he owns half of it. You know, Mar-a-Lago, it's a big place. It's a big place. So, you know, it, it just goes to show what is the stronger sentiment in this upcoming election? Do we as Floridians need somebody who's more concerned with Florida or do we need somebody who is more like Donald Trump to lead us? Because I'm sure every candidate that ran for president loved America, but were they all able to lead it and change it and make it great again the way Donald Trump does? You know, it's a really fascinating question, and it's something that we all have to think about. And it, it's exactly what this election is going to come down to here in Florida. You're going to have Ron DeSantis, who already, you know, and he, I don't this whole Washington. I mean, I'm not I'm not picking one candidate over the other. Uh, but what I will tell you, this is Ron DeSantis has not been in Washington long enough to be a Washington insider. Ron, he's been there what six years. What is it? Five, I have to go back and do the math. It hasn't been, he hasn't been there that long. I mean, when you say Washington Insider, you're talking about somebody like, oh, I don't know, Bill Nelson, who was elected when I was three years old. And I ain't three years old anymore. Let me just tell you that. I mean, Bill Nelson, well, I couldn't even talk when Bill Nelson was elected to the Senate. And he, that's a Washington Insider. So the whole Washington Insider debate, I, I don't think that's going to hold up. What's really going to help Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump's popularity, Donald Trump's ability to get things done, uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, picking these Supreme Court justices, winning in the in the uh, with the Supreme Court decisions, Donald Trump being strong and uh, steadfast on immigration and the Second Amendment and all those other things, because those are the issues that really concern Florida. And then Adam Putnam coming in and saying Florida first. Well, he's got it. We need more than that. What does Florida first mean? What are the issues that you're concerned about? And can you prove that you are going to be as strong and as determined to uphold them as Ron DeSantis is? Because, well, he loves Trump more than you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's apparently Trump or Florida. That's your decision come November. Who's going to be our next governor?
it's kind of exciting to think about. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. If you want to get in, we'll take your phone calls here in just a minute. And next, I'll play you the clips of Michael Moore calling for Democrats to bring more harm to Republicans. Because if you can't beat them in the courts, if you can't beat them at the ballot box, just physically beat them. That's really what they're saying. But we'll tell you, we'll give you all the details here in a minute. My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. Oh, did you hear? It's Friday! I didn't play that one week, and I got complaints. About, I mean, I'll be honest with you, people complain about anything. Uh, but also, thank you, because it keeps me, because I'm very forgetful, so I uh, I appreciate you guys uh, paying attention. All right, so this is, so there's a lot of stuff going on, and I, you know, here's the thing. This, Michael Moore, you may remember Michael Moore from the Bush days. He didn't do so much during the Obama administration, because, well, I mean, it was the Obama administration. He had nothing really to complain about. Uh, but now he's back, and he's really angry, and he's he's got a new book, he's got a new movie coming out, he's got this new project. Um, he, he, he became really famous for uh, I guess his first big film was Roger and Me. Then he did one about uh, it was called Bowling for Columbine. Um, and then during the uh, the Bush administration, he did Fahrenheit 9/11. Well, he's he's kind of parodying or, or you know playing off of his own title with his new film and his new book, his new project called Fahrenheit 11/9. 11/9 being the day that Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. Um, he's comparing it, of course, to 9/11. If you didn't. If you didn't get that correlation. So he goes on the Stephen Colbert. It's not the Colbert report anymore. Or it's just a Stephen Colbert show now. Right. Or or late night. Sorry. It's late night with or the late show. I don't even know what it is, but it's the Stephen Colbert show. And he's sitting there and he's talking about the project and he's talking about he's talking about the country and the presidency and the Democratic Party and what they need to do. And I kid you not like this. I feel like this is his genuine Self. This is what he actually said. And he's a grown man. I don't even know how old he is, but listen to this. When you read the paper every day or you watch the news, do you ever cry? I mean, do you ever tear up? Do you ever, does this ever happen to you these days? Sure, of course. It's right. It yes. happens to me now every day. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, Steve, so Stephen Colbert and Michael Moore, two grown men. And in fact, uh, hey, Siri, how old is Michael Moore? No. Michael Moore is 64. Okay, so Michael, God, he's that old. Michael Moore is 64 years old. And St hey Siri, how old is Stephen Colbert? Stephen Colbert is 54. Okay, so 64 and 54. And I mean, these are adults. And they're sitting there at a desk talking about how they cry every day while watching and reading the news. They cry. They cry. Grown men. And they're and they're proud of it and they're excited. And I don't and I just I can't. I, first of all, I can't understand how either of these guys have become have become bastions of hope to a party. You know, I mean, you need somebody who's you need somebody who's strong and not going to weep when they look at the Drudge Report. So anyway, so he's getting that and he's like, look, I don't, there's a problem with this country. There's a problem with the party. Uh, and one of the big problems is that they can't win. The majority of our fellow Americans are liberal. And we, the Democrats, have won the presidency, the popular vote in six of the last seven presidential elections. The Republicans have only won once. Since 1988, in 2004, with Bush, that's the only time they've won the popular vote. Okay, but that's not how we decide the presidency. <laughs> that's the, you lo you're playing the wrong game, and that's why you lost. 
And Donald Trump understands that. That's why Donald Trump spends all of his time uh, in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Ohio and Florida. He came to Florida like 19 times during the election. He was in Virginia. He was on a plane flying to three different cities. Donald Trump, he was doing rallies in three different states. Every single day, because he knows that the popular vote means squat. It means absolutely zip, zip, zero, zilch, nothing, niente for those Russian people that still think there's collusion going on. He knows that the game you play is the Electoral College. The Democrats don't know that. All they know is popular vote. We have to be the most popular party. You don't have to be the most popular party. It doesn't do you any good. It's it's like saying, you know, the United States, you know, we didn't get to the World Cup. We, because we didn't qualify. But then we come in and say, oh, but you know what? We're really great at basketball. It doesn't matter. You don't win the World Cup by playing basketball. You could have the best basketball players in the world. You could have, you could have gold medal, uh, basketball player, but it doesn't matter because it's soccer. You got to kick the ball in the net, not throw it up into it. You're playing the wrong game and you're losing and now you're going on national television and crying about it. And then you're lying about the it. The country we live in doesn't want the Republicans in the White House. Right. They don't want them running this country. We're the majority. We're the majority. And I don't know, on that positive note. Electoral college. Electoral college. Electoral college. Get rid of it. Get rid of it, Democrats. I mean, if you look at the majority of the country, they do actually want the Republicans in the White House because the majority of the country, all of those states that are colored red, all states like Florida, like Texas, like Tennessee, states like uh, Wisconsin, states like Michigan, states like uh, Pennsylvania. You know, you've got all of these states that in New Hampshire, you've got what? Oh God, there's so many of them. I can't even I can't even name them all. Utah, Arizona, Montana, both the Dakotas, Alaska. I mean, there's what's Alabama, Mississippi. I think even Arkansas went red this time, didn't they? I'll pull, I'll pull up the vote. But it was at North and South Carolina and West Virginia. I mean, there's so many red states. So to sit there and say the country doesn't want Republicans in the White House? No. L.A. doesn't want Republicans in the White House. New York City doesn't. Seattle, the entire Washington, Portland area, they don't. But everybody else does. The majority of the country does. So many states, because they keep forgetting that this is the United States of America, and the states decide who is the president, not the people. We are not just citizens of the United States. We are Floridians. We are Arizonans. We are New Hampshireites. I don't even know what the, we are Rhode Islanders, I think is what you say. We are all these people. We are Utahans. Utahans? Utah? Yeah. Uh, and we're not just Californians and New Yorkers. But they don't care. They don't they don't care. They're so angry. They hate the fact that this country is run the way that it is that now Michael Moore is going a step further than even Maxine Waters went. And he's calling for Democrats uh, to just, you know, this is it. You you have to die. You have to get Donald Trump out of the office uh, that he holds now or you have to die. The only way that we're going to stop this is eventually we're all going to have to put our bodies on the line. You're going to have to be willing to do this. You have to put your body on the line. Michael Moore is going to have to put his body on the line. I got to be honest with you, that's one big line. That's one big line of Michael Moore's putting his body on it. So he's saying, here's what he's saying. And it all started with Maxine Waters. Remember Maxine Waters? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Yeah, they're not. Maxine Waters, she said that three days ago. Today, she had to cancel two events because of death threats. And she's blaming Donald Trump for it. 
she threatens Republicans. She gets threatened herself, and she's bl- <laughs> she's blaming other people for it. And Michael Moore is now saying she's absolutely right. You have to put your body on the line. The only way that we're going to stop this is eventually we're all going to have to put our bodies on the line. You're going to have to be willing to do this. What Michael Moore is doing and what Stephen Colbert is letting him do is go on national television and tell people, tell Democrats, hey, we can't beat him at the polls. We can't beat him in the courts. So now let's just go out and beat him. And that's the message of the Democratic Party. That's the message. That's what they are now basing their entire existence on. Can't beat Republicans uh, with the Electoral College. Just go out Push back on them. Put your body on the line. Just beat them. That's what's going to happen. This election's like, I'm telling you, Michael Moore, he's got a whole movie coming out about it. Uh, 340-1045. Listen, I'd love to talk about this even more, but I got a ton more Michael Moore fat jokes to make, but I, we got to do weekend review spelling bee. So we need two contestants. 340-1045. If you've been t- paying attention all week and if you're a semi-decent speller, it could result in you winning a News 1045 WOKB travel coffee mug. Call now. 340-1045. We'll play next on the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's Friday, which is awesome news. It's Friday! And we are going to do the uh, Week in Review Spelling Bee. Yeah! Fantastic. We're going to uh, get our two contestants on the phone. We're gonna, Here's the key. I'm going to ask you a question, but you have to spell the answer. Don't tell me the answer. Spell me the answer. Uh, we have Judy in Fernandina Beach. Judy, thanks so much for joining. Are you ready to play? I am. Judy? Yes. Oh, good. Fantastic. And, Judy, you're going to be playing against Bryce today in Argyle. Bryce, how are you? Good, sir. Thank you. Oh, all right, good. Bryce and Judy, here's what's going to happen. Like I said, I'm going to, we're going to take turns, and I'm going to be uh, playing you. Or I'm going to be reading you a question, and then all you have to do is spell me the correct answer. If you get the answer uh, spelled correctly, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a News 104.5 WOKV travel coffee mug. How cool does that sound? Awesome. Okay, great. All right, perfect. Uh, Josh, by the way, I'm hearing myself if you want to take care of that. Here we go. Here is <laughs> here is the very first question, and it, it goes to you, Judy. Okay, ladies first. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, Judy. The White House announced that President Trump will be holding a one-on-one summit with this communist leader. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. V L A D. M-E-I-R-P-U-T-I-N. So, so, so close, but not quite it. Uh, you get a chance to steal, Bryce. Who is the communist leader that Donald Trump will be hosting a one-on-one summit with? I think I'm ready. I might not be. How about V-L-A-D-I-M-I-R-P-U-T-I-N. That is correct. Brad, Judy, you left out one of the I's, V-L-A-D-I-M-I-R. And that's, uh, you know, you got it. The I's have it. So, hey, that's okay, though. Bryce, you get your first point. Plenty of time. Bryce, are you ready for your second question? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, here we go. The aforementioned summit will take place in which country? I'm sorry, in which city, not country? I've got the country, not the city. Mm. All right. How about you, Judy? Mm. You want to take a crack at it? Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. 
P-R-U-M-P. Five. P-R-U-M-P. Prump? <laughs> oh, T-R-U-M-P. Oh, I, say <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's Helsinki, which is H-E-L-S-I-N-K-I. But that was very close. That's okay. That's okay. It's still one nothing. Judy, here's your next question. This Supreme Court justice announced his retirement this week, sending Democrats into hysteria. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. That is correct. And you are on the board with a point. Congratulations. All right, Bryce, back to you. This longtime New York congressman lost his primary race to a 28-year-old Latina bartender this week. Oh, oh man, I'm coming up with the blank. Uh, okay, let's see. C-R-O-W-L-E-Y. That is correct. You pulled it out. Joe Crowley is his name. You get a point. Next question for you, Judy, real quick. This is the 28-year-old Latina bartender who beat him. Five seconds. Four. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's... That's in that's incorrect. Her name was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. C O R T E Z would have been acceptable. Last question goes to you, Bryce. In okay. a hearing about the Mueller probe, this South Carolina congressman told Rod Rosenstein to finish it the hell up. Finish it the hell up. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. Oh, um, G O W D Y. That is correct. Congratulations. You win. You get yourself a News 104.5 WOKV travel coffee mug. Judy, great job. Thank you both so much. My name's Mark K. All right, listen, I'm technically off next week. So if you hear something you don't like, don't tweet me because it's not my fault. Uh, but I'll be back after July 4th. Have a great holiday, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for News and Rush Limbaugh next on News 104.5 WOKV.